five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. And welcome back into the Bama on three show. This is your host, Clint Lamb, sitting here once again with Jimmy Stein. Jimmy, how we doing since Good. the last time yep. we talked? Good. Excited to talk about running backs. One of my favorite uh, groups on the team. Yet another position where Alabama's pretty good, man. This is going to be a very interesting conversation uh, because it's such a talented group. Before we get into it, definitely want to go suggest, if you haven't already, go leave us a five-star review, the Bama on three show. We want to start getting not only you know our content up, but we want to make sure that you guys are enjoying the content. And you know, the more five-star reviews you leave, the more you tell us that you like it, the more we can pitch to our bosses and make sure that we can start bringing this you know, a lot more consistently to you guys. So want to definitely suggest that you go do that. Go subscribe to the BAM on three show, but more importantly than even that, even though that's pretty important, go subscribe right now to Bama insider. We just brought over Andrew bone and Kyle Henderson, two fantastic additions. The content is rolling. You're not going to get this much content anywhere else. I can assure you. And you get the next 12 months for only a dollar. Jimmy, what a deal. I mean, I wrote this morning on Twitter, dead serious, dead serious. This isn't a pitch. It's the best Alabama sports coverage deal of your lifetime. And I'm not, I'm not bragging on myself or bragging on Clint. I'm, uh, what I'm bragging about is on three and the five of us as a group and the recruiting coverage with Bone and Hastings I, for a dollar for a year. If you like Alabama football, you're, I mean, you're literally nuts for not doing that. Nuts. I mean, what's the downside? What's the downside? And I think this is how confident I am. Hey, you know, full price, you know, is going to be what it is typical of the, of, uh, of other similar sites. You know, it's going to be around a hundred bucks a year, you know, in the future, but I'm convinced of this. You sign up for a year for your dollar and, and, and it becomes part of your every day. When, when, when you're, when you're paying normal price, you won't think twice. You won't think twice. You'll still think even hundred bucks a year is only like eight months, eight bucks a month, eight bucks a month for this. When it's wall to wall coverage, the best coverage of, uh, Hey, and, and as uh, Clint pointed out in the last show, uh, you know, Andrew and, and Kyle are huge additions, but not the last more are coming that will blow everyone away. Shannon Terry wants to build an absolute monster with this Alabama website, and it's already started. I mean, we're, we're already to a point, in my opinion, and, and I understand this might seem biased. It, I truly believe it. Uh, well, I've always, I mean, I've done the whole sales thing. I've done sales jobs. And if you don't believe in your product, it's very hard to relay, you know, your passion for it. And it's very hard to sell somebody on something that you don't yourself truly believe in. I 110% believe in the product that we're putting out there from a YouTube video perspective, from podcasts, from uh, team coverage, from recruiting coverage, from message board and community forum. Every step of the way, I 110% believe in what we're building here at Bama Insider. And I, for a dollar for an entire year, not only do you get to try us out, you'll get a great feel for what this website is like and what it can do for you. Just going to spend $1 for an entire year. So, Definitely think that it's worth it. Like you said, more stuff, uh, more additions are coming later, and it's going to be an absolute monster. Might as well go ahead and jump on it now. 
and go get yourself plenty of content from a lot of different angles. There's not going to really be anything, you know, from a breaking news perspective. Uh, our, our national news coverage team does a great job of giving you breaking news type of stuff. Obviously, I'm going to be doing a lot of that as well, but sometimes I'll leave that to them. They provide what you need to know. And then on the stuff that I think that you need to understand what that means, I go in and follow it up and that's kind of my role. So yeah, I, I definitely think that it's well worth a dollar. So definitely go do that. Go subscribe to the BAM on three show. Now that we've got, you know, more people coming in with written content and all that stuff going to allow me and Jimmy to have a little bit more time on our hands to do this a little bit more consistently. We're ready to rock and roll. Certainly go subscribe to the BAM on three show as well and leave us a five-star review. Let's talk about these running backs because just a heck of a group, Jimmy, across the board, you know, right now there's what, six players, six running backs in the roster. And we understand what the position can look like when you really start getting decimated with injuries. But assuming that these guys are able to stay healthy, or at least, you know, majority of them, this is going to be a heck of a group. I like the uh, mix and match. What's interesting to me is Jameer Gibbs is, is, Here's how he's similar to all the Saban backs. And by say all the Saban backs, we have had a good running back every year. I mean, every year there's a really good running back going all the way back to Glenn Coffey and then Mark Ingram and then Trent Richardson and Eddie Lacy and TJ Yeldon and Kenyon Drake and Derrick Henry all the way up through Najee and even most recently Brian Robinson. And, and real shout out to B-Rob. And, my, and when, when I go back and watch the previous season, I noticed things that I didn't while the season was happening. It's one of the reasons I like doing it. I see more when you remove all the emotion out of it, you know exactly what's going to happen in the game. And you're just really watching the kids. And, and B-Rob's a better player than we all gave him credit for. What what a really good football player he was in his final season uh, in, in terms of moving the chains and making those tough yards, picking up blitzes. He's fantastic. Just stoned blitzers. And, 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 hey, there was a lot of people running free last year. Let's be honest. It wasn't our best offensive line of all time last year. And, and guys that get free, and Brian Robinson was back there still giving Bryce an opportunity to get the ball off. Uh, so, shout out to B-Rob. We'll really miss him. But here's how Gibbs is similar. In my opinion, Clint, I think he is either just as good or almost as good as all of them. I mean, in terms of, like, how talented Jameer Gibbs is. I'm talking about the same talent level as the Coffees and the Ingrams and the Yeldons and the Drakes and the, and the Najis. I'm talking about, you know, from one to 10, if, if you're saying, you know, how good are these backs? Some of those guys were tens. I'm saying at worst Gibbs is a nine. I mean, he is as good or almost as good as all the Saban backs. What's exciting to me, Clint, is he's a little different. We got more of a home run hitter now. I mean, there's been some good at backs at Alabama that you really didn't expect to see 70-yard touchdowns from. Najee, Brian Robinson, Damian Harris, who I didn't mention a little before. Good backs, but not guys that were going to house it after the kickoff. <laughs> you know, Gibbs will. And I'm excited to see how that looks. He did it against the first-team defense on A-Day. That was the first team defense he did that against on his long distance touchdown run on a day. We're going to be seeing that all season long. I think that's really exciting. I also think it's exciting that the bread and butter of the offense. And by that, I mean, 
what we really hang our hat on all season long, I suspect, will be throws to the backs. Primarily Gibbs, sometimes Jace McClellan, who I suspect will be running back number two. Uh, I think throwing the ball to Gibbs and Jace will be what we do when we really need something to happen. Uh, it'll be by design and it will be check downs, but I think it's going to be a big part of what the offense looks like. So Jace number uh, two to me, interesting battle for me at running back three. I don't, I'm not sure if it's going to be Roy Dell or Trace or a healthier Trey Sanders or Roy Dell Williams, but I see them being three or four in some order with Jamarian Miller, the true freshman at five, who I thought this spring was a huge story. I think Miller's good enough to play with the first team this fall. There's just probably not going to be room outside of injury. And then with Emmanuel Henderson as the sixth guy, just because he's arriving late and we won't really see a lot of him, I'm going to put him in the sixth role, but I'm still excited about Emmanuel Henderson down the road. I just think since he's a late arrival and there's five other guys, uh, I'm not going to expect too much there this fall. But a deep group. Lots of contributors. Uh, we're going to need a guy who's good on third and one. I'm not sure if that's Gibbs. I'm not sure if that's Jace. I might have to be a little tougher runner like Roy Dell or Trey. But uh, as a group, I love them. And as an individual, I am so excited about Jameer Gibbs. It's crazy. Right there with you. What's interesting about Jameer Gibbs, if, if you think back, how many wow running backs have been at Alabama during the Nick Saban era. You know, there's been a lot of great running backs and there's been some, I mean, Trent Richardson had a little wow factor to him. Eddie Lacy with some of those spin moves and stuff had a little bit of that wow factor. Derrick Henry, just because of the sheer size and just some of the things that he was able to do. We've especially seen it on the NFL level, him throwing defenders, you know, stiff arming defenders into the third grade, uh, just doing some absolutely ridiculous stuff that he's done from a physical perspective. So he certainly had a lot of that wild factor. I think Najee Harris certainly had some of that wild factor as well, especially as a receiver out of the backfield, but you allow him to get in space. And he had a little bit of that, you know, Mark Ingram was a great running back first round talent. Uh, Josh Jacobs, first round talent. You know, there's been plenty of guys, TJ Yeldon, second round talent, Brian Robinson, third round, Damien Harris, third round, a lot of day one, day two picks of this group. I don't think any one of these players, have the wow factor, the, the the type of play that I think you'll see on a consistent basis. Obviously, when you think back to that catch and run from Najee Harris against uh, South Carolina, that's one of those that your jaw just drops. And you'll get that every once in a while from that type of player. You'll get that type of, you know, run from a guy like Derrick Henry, Trent Richardson against, uh, you know, Ole Miss and that crazy juke that he had. They'll do it sometimes. But Jameer Gibbs, I think your jaw will be dropping a lot more often. And you'll be saying, wow, I don't I don't know how he just did that. And that's what makes him very Reggie Bush-esque. You know, when me, people make that comparison, when you watch Reggie Bush run, we've seen a lot of good running backs since Reggie Bush. When you talk about electric and just this phenomenal athlete that did some just insane things, everybody's still one of the first guys they think of was a guy who played back in the mid-2000s because it's just such a rare type of player. And Jameer Gibbs has some of that. And now he's going to be playing for the premier college program in the country. He's going to be getting that national recognition. He's going to have more of those opportunities because of his offensive line is presenting more opportunities because it's much better than Georgia Tech's offensive line. And what Bryce Young can do as far as commanding attention from opposing defenses, 
it's going to present more opportunities for Jameer Gibbs, it's going to allow him to get in the open field more. And so I think there will be plenty of more chances for him to, to wow you than he could maybe at Georgia Tech, even though he did a lot of that while he was there as well. So it's just, it's a different type of running back. You know, we haven't seen it a whole lot. When you think about it, Mark Ingram was a lot more of a power guy. Trent Richardson, Eddie Lacy, TJ Yeldon, you know, I wouldn't say he was a crazy power back, but he was definitely not a finesse back necessarily. Derrick Henry, you know, Josh Jacobs, you know, had a little bit of finesse to him, but was more of a power guy. Bo Scarborough, Damian Harris, Najee Harris, Brian Robinson. All these are just big, powerful backs. The only one that maybe you can compare them to, at least during the next Saban era, would be maybe Kenyon Drake, but I think he's a lot more electric, and I think he's a much better pure running back than Kenyon Drake was at Alabama. Uh, he's not as one-dimensional in the way that he'll be used as Kenyon Drake. So just a special talent with Jameer Gibbs. I'm really excited to see this guy play. Yeah, I even will go so far. I think, you know, everyone loves Bryce, of course, and Bryce could be a back-to-back Heisman winner, which which hasn't happened since the 70s, and, and it's very realistic that Bryce could do that, and everybody loves Bryce. But in terms of a skill player, a guy with the ball in his hands other than Bryce – I think Gibbs will be the fan favorite. I, I, I think he will be the guy that 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 you know there'll be Gibbs jerseys everywhere. You know now that you can now that you can do that, uh, it'll be a big seller in the authentic Alabama's uh, NIL store uh, that's going to be on the first floor of Bryant Denny. Uh, I, I, I think Gibbs is going to be hugely popular, in part because Clint. We haven't seen that. I mean, he, he's going to be a new look, and people are going to love it now. With everything, there's a downside. And, and here, here, here's, you know, to brag on B-Rob again and, and Najee before him, uh, those guys were such good tackle busters that even though the offensive line might not bat a 1,000, uh, they were still going to get their positive yardage. There weren't a lot of negative plays. Uh, a bad play in the run game was a two-yard gain, and now it's second and eight. That's the bad play with Najee and B-Rob because even if you hit them in the backfield, they're probably running through it, at least initially. Uh, I think the downside with Gibbs and Jace being probably RB1 and RB2 is there might be a few more negative plays. They're not if, – if you get to Jace and, 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 and Jameer Gibbs in the backfield, you're probably going to get them to the ground. Uh, they're not tackle busters. They're, tackle, they're, they're shifty. They'll make you miss, uh, and, and they'll probably make that first guy miss. But that second guy, if that second guy's in the backfield – that might be that. I mean, so I'm saying hey, we're going to have to, quote, put up with some of that, you know. But the exciting thing is, even on three straight run plays, hey, it's first and 10. Maybe Gibbs is thrown for a one-yard loss. Now it's second 11. And, and you give it to Gibbs again, and he only makes two yards because he can't break the tackles. And now it's third and nine. And, and, and of course, everybody in the building thinks you're going to throw it. And we run a draw play to Gibbs, and he houses it from 70 yards. I mean, stuff like that is going to be that, – that might be a real play sequence at Alabama now. I mean, where maybe there'll be a little more negativity in terms of negative plays uh, because they're not going to break tackles. But what they will do is score from anywhere on the field on any potential snap, and, and that's going to more than make up for the increased numbers of tackles for losses you'll see against Alabama. Yeah. I think one of the biggest threats out there to Bryce Young repeating the Heisman Trophy campaign that he put up last year is Jameer Gibbs. 
because of the style of player that he is. You know, you think about Jamison Williams last year, very electric player, provided a ton of big plays, but every time he generated a big play, who was on the throwing end of that? It was Bryce Young. Bryce Young was the one that was getting in the football. And also, there were games where Jamison Williams had three catches and four catches, and, and they might have gone for big plays, but it just, you didn't see, as a receiver, you don't see them as consistently. A guy's got to be Devontae Smith where he's getting like freaking 12 targets a game on average, and he's putting up eight, nine catches a game, and he's scoring, you know, uh, he's going for 100 pretty much automatic, and he's going up there for 150, 200 on the occasion, sometimes even two, uh, 100 plus. You know, we saw that as well. With Gibbs, minimum, he's going to be getting 12 to 15 to 20 touches, you know, whether it be carries or runs on in some ga- games. He's probably going to be up there in the 25 touch range, you know, maybe even on the rare occasion, the 30 touch game, depending on how game script is going. But with him being such an electric player and him being so consistently involved in the offense, in my opinion, he's going to be a guy, a a show stealer in some ways. And there are so many things that's working against Bryce Young. If he ends up repeating for the Heisman Trophy type of season from a numbers perspective, if he's able to win over voters again, and they don't get fatigued by him, and he wins it a second time, what an accomplishment, because he's got so much working against him. But I want to point out to people, and it's not a bad thing. You know, don't blame Jameer Gibbs for that. That's not, this is, you know, I don't think Bryce Young cares. Bryce Young just wants to win football games. He wants to win a national title as a starting quarterback at Alabama. This is probably his last chance to do it. He's probably leaving after this year. If Jameer Gibbs can help them win a football game, he doesn't care about a second husband. He's past that. But if you're a fan and you're wanting to know, you know, reasons that maybe could prevent Bryce from winning it, I would say having a, a Jameer Gibbs presence in the offense. I mean, you got to think at running back, you had a power back in Brian Robinson, a guy who's going to be a hammer. That's not going to really wow people or impress people. John Mechie, volume guy, made a lot of big plays. But Jamison Williams was really the only threat from a, you know, excitement standpoint in Alabama's offense last year. And there were limited touches in games. There were games where he kind of, you know, not would disappear, but just being a receiver, it's all dictated based off of targets, how those targets go, how many receptions you get, and what you're able to do after the catch. Jameer Gibbs, you're going to see a few highlights from him every single game, in my opinion. And then also you're going to see a lot of, you know, just really solid plays throughout a football game. And so I think that that could threaten Bryce Young's Heisman a little bit. Uh, Let's talk more about the RB2, though. Because you say Jace McClellan, I personally am on board. You know, I think coming out of high school, McClellan, you know, he ran with some power. I think he was a great one-cut runner. Very, you know, what's the word? You know, smooth. You know, very smooth runner. Just looks like he knows what he's doing. And, and he, it looks effortless when he runs the football. I think he's a heck of a player. I think, you know, as far as being a, a three-down back, he has that potential. It does make me wonder, though, does he have enough power to be your hammer if you need a hammer? You know, that's something that you knew you were getting with Brian Robinson. If you need a tough yards at the end of football games to grind things out, you are getting it from Brian Robinson. Who's the grinder at the end of football games if you need it? To me, that's where I think Trey Sanders can, if he's back to full health, he can really provide some of that. I think he's their best option right now. I think Jamarian Miller can provide a little bit of that as well. Uh, Royda Williams is a power back in some ways, undersized, but runs with a lot of power, given his size. But where does that power come from if you need it? Uh, Jimmy, what would be your thoughts? Yeah, Trey. Uh, you know, I think, I think that's the, if we're, if we're looking for a question mark, if we're looking for 
you know, hey, hey, what what's not great about the backfield, or or, or give me a, a you know something that's that resembles a weakness. To me, it it is that it is okay. It's it's third and one, uh, you know, at the at the four yard line, and you need a yard, or or it's fourth down, and you got a tough decision to make. I mean, we we've got to make this yard. Uh, I, I, I'm maybe it is still Gibbs because he's so good. I mean, Gibbs is good. He's going to make people miss. But Gibbs isn't going to run through a tackle. And and Jace McClellan, probably a little closer to running through a tackle, but I'm not sure that's his thing either. I think that's going to have to be Trey, maybe Roy Dell, but probably Trey. And for that reason, Clint, you know, I wavered as as to RB2. Is it Jace or is it Trey? Maybe it is Trey because he gives you something a little different. Uh, Jace is going to be similar to Gibbs. I, I I see them as similar players. I think Gibbs is slightly more explosive, slightly more, you know, he's definitely more experienced and that's going to help him. But in terms of stylistically, in terms of catching the ball, uh, I think Jace and Gibbs are, are very similar. That's why I'm not convinced they'll be one and two. I think you might want to go with someone a little more physical to be the second back. And in my mind, that's Trey, especially if he's healthy. I do think Trey was running with more authority at the end of last season than the beginning, which is good news for his health. I mean, in terms of he must be getting his health back because he he seemed to be better at the end of the year than, than he was initially. So uh, I'm excited about Trey. I'm excited about Roy Dell. We, we probably – We'll talk about him the fourth most, but hey, let me tell you, most most teams in this country don't have a fourth back as good as Roy Dell Williams is. I, I think he's a solid player that would give you quality reps as a first team back. And again, Jamarian Miller, to me, is the future, and, and we need to be real excited about that future. Now, I think he's more typical of the Saban bigger backs. Now, he's not 225, he's not 230, but he does run with a lot of authority, I notice, in the fall and in spring. Uh, he, he, he does have speed and burst, but there's some authority in his, in his runs, uh, which you don't often see from freshmen. But I, I still think, Jace, in terms of carries, in terms of touches over the course of the season, I'll go Gibbs one, Jace two, Trey three, Roydell four. Yeah, I think Trey Sanders' usage – and I could be wrong here. We'll see. I know the coaching staff loves him. You know, great mindset, great story. So you never want to pull against this guy. But if I had to predict how things are going to shake out, I would say Trey Sanders will be more of a situational running back, barring injury. And that those situations, in my opinion, will be, I mean, when you look back at it, you know, Brian, now granted, this does not mean that Alabama was converting every single time. It just meant as an Alabama fan, when it's fourth and one, and you're jogging Brian Robinson out there, you feel pretty good about your chances. You know, if it's Najee Harris, you feel pretty good about your chances. You know, Bo Scarborough, uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, he was not the tallest back, but really powerful guy, very underrated as far as his power is concerned. Derrick Henry, obviously, even when you had Eddie Lacy or Trent Richardson or Mark Ingram, throughout the years, Alabama, when it's been fourth and one, they've had that guy that you just, you, you know you can trust, and you really feel like he's going to be able to get it for you. This year... I'm not looking at Jameer Gibbs on a fourth and one and saying, I really trust he's going to get it. It doesn't mean he can't, but I think that some of what you'll have to do might not just be trying to pound it up the middle. You know, Jason McClellan, 
I, I feel pretty good about his chances. Think he can be that. I saw him run with power in high school. I'm not saying that he can't be. He's also returning from an injury. We just don't really know with him, but I think he's going to be heavily involved in the offense, but will it be in those situations? Roydell Williams, kind of Josh Jacobs in that way where he's not a big guy, but he can be you know, powerful, can provide some pop. Maybe the, he's stepping up in that situation, and that's where you get his contributions. Or, you know, it's it's the six-foot, 200 and you know, close to 20-pound Trey Sanders who maybe doesn't have as much explosiveness as maybe he once did. But he's been in the system. He's been in the strength and conditioning program for a while. Being a redshirt junior, being a fourth-year player, dealt with injuries. But now that he's kind of back, seems to be healthy. If you want a yard, I would say that would be your, probably your safest bet. From there, you know, I think there are other potential options. But that would be really my one question with this group because I feel good about, you know, to at least some extent. I also have some question marks as far as the pass protection is concerned, even though I think there's a lot of, promising pass protectors i think they're going to be fine there it's just i don't know and so i want to see it but outside of that really whatever you need your running backs to do alabama's got a guy for it and i've said it in the past i think you look at a lot of these players jameer gibbs jace mcclellan you know i think trey sanders to some degree i think roydell williams to some degree and i think jamarian miller if you needed him to these are all three down potential backs for the most part i don't really see you know, with any of them being on the field, I don't look at them and say, well, this is a huge tell. You know, they're not going to have Trey Sanders running a route out of the backfield. We saw him run routes out of the backfield last year. We saw him make some, you know, at least one big play uh, doing that. So he can do that. You know, Roy Dell Williams can be a pass catcher. So my point is with all of it, and then we'll get out of here, is just I don't think it's too limiting as far as telling the defense what you're going to be doing because I think a lot of these guys are balanced. They can bring a lot of different things worry a little bit about the power and short yardage situations. We'll see where that comes from. I think there's options there. And, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. But, Jimmy, do you have any more thoughts on this group before we hop out of here? No, just uh, just how different it's going to look. I mean, that's what I, what I stress uh, time and time again about this spot is it's going to look different. And, and, and there will be a bit of a downside. I, I do think that at the end of this season, Clint, we're going to look and, and we'll blame a lot of it on the offensive line. And, 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 and they'll, they'll deserve some of the blame, but Gibbs and, and McClellan are, are going to be tackled for loss and no gain more than what we've seen in the past. But it, it will be made up for the long runs, the home runs, the big plays will more than make up for it. So don't, don't get frustrated. Just know that the big play is coming. It's going to look different, but it's going to be fun because Hey, it's hey, it, it's fun. If you can just hand it to the back, and, 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 he, and he moves the ball seventy yards, that's that's fun, and it's easy, and it's no stress, and and you're not risking turning it over like you do every time you, you go back and throw the ball. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. And Gibbs is going to be real popular for for he'll be a big jersey seller. Absolutely, you know, especially wearing the number one. You know, I made the. The joke on Twitter, I started thinking about, I'm like, wait, they literally have a one-two punch at running back now with Jameer Gibbs and Jason McClellan both wearing the number one and number two. And I think that's how it's going to look on the depth chart as well. So ended up working out perfectly there. But the kind of the way I'll summarize everything is to say, if you're an Alabama fan, don't expect a make-your-ass-quit type of offense. They're not going to hammer the football at people to a point where they, they're, they're stealing the will away. 
from opposing defenses. That's not how this offense is going to be operated. And we really haven't seen it be operated like that, you know, too much in a long time. I mean, there were certain games last year with a hammer like Brian Robinson where you got a little bit of that. But this idea of Alabama literally punishing a defense so much with its run game with just these big, strong, powerful offensive linemen and these big power backs that are just miserable to try to stop for, you know, 65, 70 plays a game, that 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 time has has come and gone. You know, you're not going to see it linger. We, we've seen Alabama offenses in the past literally hammer a defense so much that they were not right for the rest of the season. And, and really, sometimes it was a program ender, it felt like. Yeah, I mean, they just – you never saw them be the same after Alabama hammered them a couple of times. This year, you're not going to get that nearly as much, and that's okay. It's just different. So expect different. And different is going to be – you know, it's going to mean – a lot more excitement in a lot of ways. So, Jimmy, as always, I appreciate you hopping on here with me. This was a lot of fun today, talking about the running backs and the inside linebackers. We're going to be back tomorrow covering a couple of more positions, and then we'll get ready for for fall camp starting on Thursday. Can't wait. It's finally here, folks. You're going to be getting a lot of uh, reactive takes rather than trying to project and, and speculate. I do want to also say before we hop out of here very quickly um, based off of the information that I got I'm not sure we're going to be at practice which is quite a development that I wasn't expecting but that's the way it's starting to look we'll see if things change but as of right now I do not think that they're going to allow media to attend in person at these practices but we will be there for all the press conferences and you know asking interview questions and things like that so We'll figure out a way to make it work as we always have, but we appreciate you guys tuning in to not only the Bama on three show, but hopping on, you know, what used to be Bama on three. Now it's Bama insider. And we hope that you continue to do that. So once again, this is the Bama on three show and I'm your host, Clint Lamb.